This is the G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome. This is the G Podcast, episode 95. Yes, yes, yes. And man, we are we are starting the podcast uh, as man, our friends and fam in in the Gulf. Uh, we were just, I mean, I was just listening to, uh, you know, Reverend Al. Uh, it was he was supposed to do his tenth anniversary show today because today's the tenth anniversary of uh, Politics Nation on, on MSNBC, man. But because of you know what's going on with the um, you know with Hurricane Ida, um, it hit land as we taped the show at 130 miles per hour sustained uh, category four and the gust up to 160 miles per hour. I, I cannot imagine. I mean, I, I remember, um, I remember when all the hurricanes were rolling through because this is also as we take uh, the 16th anniversary of Katrina. And I remember when all those hurricanes were, were rolling through uh, I was living in middle Georgia and, and we were getting the, just the bands, you know, from, from the Gulf. And I was like, I was scared. And we, and our, I mean, we were only getting like 35, maybe 40 miles per hour sustained. So I can only imagine what these folks are, are, are dealing with. Um, I mean, it, it, it's just, you know, horrendous, man. And, um, I guess what they're saying is, um, if you, you know, of course it's, it's impacting Louisiana, Mississippi, uh, throughout the week, as we tape uh, parts of Alabama, we'll see it. I mean, even the bands will are, will we'll actually get into Georgia. Uh, and also, I didn't know I didn't know this that uh, this is actually the first time back to back years with a storm of this intensity. So you've got Ida happening this year, and last year you had Hurricane Laura, which is right around you know uh, was ha- happened on the twentieth. So. You know, prayers go out to uh, to the folks, you know, on the Gulf. Uh, I think they're prepared, uh, you know, based on what I've heard, what I've been, I mean, much more so um, six, than 16 years ago when Katrina hit. Would you guys agree? And and, and T- Tanya B, um, because what, what, I'm, what I'm hearing basically is, you know, the pumps, you know, they spent billions and billions of dollars to fortify uh, New Orleans. And the and the uh, the levees. So um, you know, I, I hope the folks make it. Uh, where it hit landfall, um, they won't know until the damage is done because nobody nobody can get in there yet. So you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. So what they've done or not to uh, make sure that there is not a Katrina the repeat or the remix. I guess that remains to be seen, and it will definitely uh, show based yeah. on what happens. I say New Orleans in the next what thirty six hours or so. Yeah. So they're saying that this is a test for New Orleans, but but the folks in, in the New Orleans area, I mean, without a doubt, they're not saying that, uh, you know, the worst will pass them, but they're, you know, everybody's very cautious. So, you know, prayers for those folks and, and definitely uh, hope everything works out for the best. OK. All right. This is the G podcast. Each week we do news, politics, that pop culture, piping hot tea with the one and only Tanya B and more. And, and, you know, Tanya B is in the building. As you heard, you can catch the bird wire also five times weekly, um, Friday, Saturday yes, nights, yes, yes. 8 p.m., 10 p.m., plus Saturdays at noon. And also, you know, you catch them uh, Sundays, 2 p.m. and 4 p.m. So, four and four. Yes, yes, so yeah. go ahead and do your thing. What's going on, Tanya B? What you got going on over there? What, what's um, up? You know, I, I, look, I'm laying low. I've already been to the grocery store because even though they're not sure what the, you know, what to what degree, 
Ida that was going to come into Georgia. Yeah. I've already been to the grocery store. So you will not see me at the checkout, you know, 15, 16 deep trying to buy, you know, bread, milk, and eggs. So I'm good. Oh, you think people are concerned in, in your area? Uh, well, you know what? I get that, but, you know, the concern here more is this whole situation with the surge in COVID. And we've got hospitals that uh, the minimum wait I uh, understood to be seen was seven hours if you could get into the ER. And of course, you know, Grady is full. Yeah. And then I think we just have a governor who's a moron. Oh, yeah. Why do I say that? Yeah, I'm glad you asked because you don't go and issue an executive order saying don't wear a mask. You see this rapid surge in COVID. I, I think it's uh, with the school kids who can't get vaccinated. It's now up to 19,000 yeah, yeah. that have COVID. And then he goes to call a National Guard to help out the hospitals because they're overwhelmed. Duh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> okay. crazy. It's all counterproductive. But um and, 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 you know, unfortunately, um, you know, what is it? The uh, nationwide hospitalizations crossed 100,000 only for the second time in the pandemic. So, I mean, a, a lot of that has to do with, um, you know, the ma- the lack of mask mandates and, and, and of course, the kids going back to school. So, um, you know, ah, I hate to say that. But welcome, Tanya B. And, of course, uh, country commentators in the building. Vi, what you doing, man? Not much, brother. Not much. I see you Enjoy got your. House. I see you got your uh, your trusted companion. I'm, I'm not gonna say yeah. his name. It's like Candyman. Yeah, Bo. <laughs> Bo, Bo, hey, Don't say new, his name. That's That's my new like uh, like Bo, the football player. You said his name three times. Bo, Bo. <laughs> Welcome back, though, man. The dog whisperer, country commentator, and and also you know. Brings the inspiration. You're just a man of. You're just a man of all. What is that? You. You're just a renaissance. I'm not gonna say like they said it <laughs> in love jokes. You're just a renaissance nigga. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Go ahead, bye. Go ahead. And, and of course, uh, K Dub is in the building. So, K Dub's over there listening to Donda. <laughs> K Dub, oh, how, how many times oh. have you listened to Donda already? I ain't even tapped into it yet. I guess I'll try, try it sometime tonight, maybe. It's about three hours, ain't it? Tanya B, have you? Is Donna like three hours long? You no, know, I would just say this. Damn, do I give up? That would be no. So we'll just have to wait for K-Dub's review of Donde Esta Donda. That's all I have to say about mm. that. It's like, what, 27 mm. cuts? 27 cuts on the album? I know. He, after he... uh there was i think it was 26 and i thought the version that came out like this morning or something or other like i really care but uh he added a couple of more damn so it's like somebody says like three hours and people paid what what was out and people paid for it and they got goop because then he came with another version that had more than the one that they paid for i'm telling you this is a jedi mind trick pr stunt no wonder he likes (laughs) trump they they like two peas in a pod you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. So, so I, I, I you know, I, I don't know. I'm just gonna wait for UK Dub. All right, you, you give us the review, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. Can you, can you curb your enthusiasm? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Can you get more excited? Damn, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. But hey, I'm gonna check it out though. Cool. Okay. Wyo is uh, Wyo is in Puerto Rico, y'all. So yeah, she's having the ball, boy. A while, but you can check her out every second and fourth Tuesday in the Mac Town at Overtime Bar and Grill. 
poetic piece, the the Miss Miss, uh, and, and you know what? She's putting it all on Instagram. So she is. <laughs> oh, I like, said she's having a ball. <laughs> like damn. <laughs> we know what the weather's like in Puerto Rico, because because nice because she is definitely giving uh, giving us the updates <laughs> and the reports. So go ahead, go ahead, Wild. Go ahead, get down. All right, y'all, let's do this. We got a bunch of stuff on our plate. Um, Going to get to a whole lot of stuff. But what we normally do every week is we do our news headlines with Syracuse Mike, and we'll come back on the other end and uh, follow up on all this good stuff. We'll be right back. News team, assemble! It's time for the Week in News with Syracuse Mike. If you've been waiting for the emergency use authorization to be replaced with a full authorization, your wait is over. The FDA has given full approval for the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine. Together, we've made significant progress in just seven months. We just have to finish the job. That's President Biden. Expect more businesses to feel better about requiring the vaccine following the FDA approval. Herschel Walker will run for the U.S. Senate. His name alone makes the former UGA football star the likely frontrunner among Republicans, especially since he has the backing of former President Trump. But he has never run for office and until recently lived in Texas. He'll have to get past all of the other Republicans in the race, including Agriculture Commissioner Gary Black, who had this somewhat sarcastic reaction on Twitter. Herschel, welcome back to Georgia. Welcome to the U.S. Senate race. You know, I've been a big fan of yours since we were in college together. Before you moved away, Walker would eventually have to face Raphael Warnock next year. President Biden made it clear that the Americans who gave their lives in Afghanistan were heroes and that the U.S. will hunt down the attackers. We will not forgive. We will not forget. We will hunt you down and make you pay. The president said the U.S. effort to evacuate people from Afghanistan continued. Evacuation efforts from Afghanistan continued after 13 U.S. service members were killed by twin suicide attacks. In total, over 100 people lost their lives. After the attacks Thursday, President Biden said, We will not be deterred by terrorists. We will not let them stop our mission. We will continue the evacuation. He added the U.S. will retaliate. The terrorist group ISIS-K has claimed responsibility. It was the deadliest day for American forces in Afghanistan in a decade. Hey, y'all, just just a couple of things real quick, and, and you could jump in here. But, um, you know, I think if anything, uh, and I told y'all, like I said before, uh, this Afghanistan thing, uh, we don't normally talk international, national, like politics like that. But um, as I said, it's going to dominate the news. And without a doubt, it dominated the news and will continue to dominate the news until we're completely yeah. out of there. Yeah. When you got American soldiers, when you got American soldiers, dying, it's mm-hmm. gonna dominate, it should dominate the news. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So... You know, a couple of takeaways for me, you know, I, I nation building is difficult as it is, but the problem in this situation, that's not what we went in there for. Two reasons we went in there for Al-Qaeda, which, you know, take took care of bin Laden, you know, and, and, and to some degree, the Taliban. Um, the Taliban is waiting for us to leave so they can get their money. Because that was the agreement they made with Trump. Um, we're sitting on a bunch of assets right now that are frozen, and they're not going to get it until we're out of there. And in addition to that, as you know, uh, they're sitting on a whole bunch of resources, and China's already talked to them. So, you know, America and the Taliban have a common goal for America to get out. 
And, and for all these folks who think that they should stay, it ain't going to happen because the agreement is for them to leave. And, and, and I think uh, I think they may, they, they, they've already gotten the dipl- uh, people are talking about the diplomats staying around. The diplomats are already planning on leaving. That's already that's already a done deal. As a matter of fact, um, Biden is planning to withdraw uh, the ambassadors, all the diplomatic staff by Tuesday. And that's gonna, oh, yeah. it's going to be a wrap. OK, if you if you're an American, you do not need to be over there right now. No, you don't. Period. So it's GTFO, you know, ASAP, um, you know. So, you know, well, that, those are just my points. I want to I want to make a couple of points in Tommy's corner toward the end. Uh, but I just do I do want to bring it up because I think um, it's unfortunate, but it's not it's not surprising that the Republicans are using this as a way to uh, to ask for Biden to damn uh, resign or or for impeachment. That doesn't surprise me. You know, anybody who who damn uh, would would uh, plan an, uh, an insurrection, at, you know, at the nation's capital. Uh, you know, this is, you know, this is just par for the course. So it doesn't surprise me uh, that they're calling for his, um, you know, his, his approval. I mean, his, I'm not, I'm not saying his, his resignation or, uh, or for him to resign uh, or uh, for him to be impeached. Uh, it doesn't surprise me. Okay. Um, but I uh, just wanted to bring that up. And, and if you guys have any comments, let me know, you know, oh, I, yeah, I got um, comments. Yeah. Go ahead. what you got? The only problem I have with leaving is, he should have rethought the plan on how to leave. Trump, mm. all they're doing, he's following Trump plan. Why are we following Trump plan? We can still leave, but we can change the timetable. We could have done it a yeah. different way. Well, the timetable initially was May. You know, right. so so the agreement was May. So, you know, uh, it, it's just like, I mean, that's the unfortunate I mean, thing about politics. Bob. It's, it's, it's like, I think it's, yeah. They should have looked. They should have looked. I'm thinking. I'm, they should have looked. They should have looked at the way Trump planned for the withdrawal and said, "Well, this is not going to work. Yeah, we need to do another, We need to rethink this and do it another way." Well, unfortunately, Vi, I'm gonna say this. They didn't, they didn't do it, that. It would have made it worse if he had gone against the agreement. If Biden had gone against the agreement, here's why: because you're not just looking at Agent Orange, you know, Trump. Okay, you, you're looking at. His he signed the agreement in his capacity. No, no hang on. He signed his agree the agreement in the capacity as the president of the United States. Okay. Right. So they don't care who was sitting in the seat. All the Taliban's gonna do is come to the door with that contract and say, look, president of the United States said, so we gotta abide by it. You know, and, and I, I get your point. I understand what you're saying, but you know, you know, elections have consequences. And, and we're, we're dealing with the consequences of an idiot in the White House for four years. This is what we got to deal with, you know. So and, and, and quite frankly, uh, we're dealing with the consequences of an idiot who was in there eight years who lied to us about Iraq. You know, so, you know, you know his name. <laughs> Bush. The, 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 the candy whisperer for Michelle Obama, uh, George Bush. Bush. So. So my point is, it's like, you know, we're dealing with and, and, you know, Bush has been quiet as hell. Have you heard anything from Bush? Zero. Oh, no. 
So, you know, I'll leave it at that. Uh, but y'all, y'all, are, you know, feel free to give us a call 413-556-9546. Uh, but, but I'm in, a, we are in agreement without a doubt by that. We need to just leave. We need to just get yeah, up out of Just get up out of I just think I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying go against the leave. I'm just, we could have done a, a we could have done it a better way. I don't think you can do it any better in Afghanistan. Yeah, they could have. No, I don't think so. I disagree. I disagree because it's a volatile nation as it is. It's not like we're leaving like a South Korea, you know, um, or or Germany. You know, no, no it's, it's, it's very, it's, it's a very done like, We could have left like a thief in the night. <laughs> Damn. Okay, we're, we're going to leave on the 29th, but we can leave yeah. on the 27th. All right, all right, okay. Also, um, just just to just to, you know, we've already talked about it. Um, I think we can expect to see more vaccine mandates uh, with this Pfizer approval now. So, you know, expect to see schools, workplaces, all these healthcare settings. You're going to see more ma- more mandates for b- because of the Pfizer approval, um, and that I think that's a good thing. You know, so so just mandates on vaccines. Uh, especially with uh, with the way the Delta variant um, is out of control. And, and we don't want the Lambda coming behind it in the same way. Uh, March on Washington, kudos for the folks who participated in that 58th anniversary of Dr. King's I Have a Dream speech. Um, yeah, I'm glad, glad to see it happen. Unfortunately, you know, with everything that's going on in the news, I just think it was, you know, third page. You know, it's un- that's unfortunate. Uh, but I did check a little bit of that out uh, as we tape it happened on Saturday. Um, Herschel Walker, uh, Vise boy, is uh, is is, <laughs> is running for Senate. I know I'm messing with I you. Boo, boo, boo. Hey, I don't know. Yeah, boo. I don't know. Who is you know, Never heard of. It's crazy. You know, he's running. He's officially running for Senate. Well, wait, wait. Um, I thought you all really didn't know this. You know, he's Herman Cain's nephew, right? Uh, well, that yeah, explains see? part of it. Well, <laughs> he might as well be. I just been to say, come on. But, you know, he, just a couple of things. I mean, I didn't know. And, and you probably know this, that he struggles with mental illness. Oh, yeah. Uh, he has dissociative. He's got CTE. But that, wait, yeah. Trump's mental illness. Who yeah. else? Um, the Candy Whisperer mental illness. But that was brought on by drugs in the 80s. And yeah. so, I mean, come on. But he has this what, dissociative identity crisis. Um, just a couple of things that are happening. I mean, his present wife is being probed for potentially voting illegally. So, yeah. she, so she's under investigation. Uh, and his, so she should be. And and his business, he's been, I mean, who does this remind you of? He's claimed that he's he, he does 70 million in annual sales, but mm-hmm. a recent court case said he only averages about 1.5 million annually. Now, who does that who does that remind you of? Oh, no. He was in he was in math class with, with the Trumps. Okay. Yeah, he was in, I mean the dumps, I'm he, sorry. He was sitting only right next about, to Trump. Only got, about, got about a handful of employees. Is that all the employees say he is? Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. So in order to get the PPE stuff. So so who do you, uh, you know, two birds. What is it? Uh, peas in a pod. Two peas in a pod. That's why he needed Trump to win again. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, according according to, you know, we're in the state of Georgia. So uh, a lot of folks believe uh, that Trump will endorse him. The Republican Party in Georgia is pissed because they think that uh, he's not strong enough to beat Warnock uh, in, in the general election. Yeah. Um, so you know, 
I just <laughs> well, I wasn't just, he living in Texas? Yes. I, yeah. Okay. Well, wait. So he, you know, he he's clearly not he can't win in Texas. So he's gonna try to come back home. Second of all, yeah. you have another. I forgot the man's name because it's not worthy of remembering. Clearly, yeah. but he's uh, a black Republican who came from somewhere else running for governor of Georgia. And now the whole big thing is his wife is a stumbling drunk and she tried to fight the cops and they pulled her over because she was driving under the influence. Oh, wow. Hmm. Well, you know, in addition to that, Herschel Walker, his ex-wife, um, I think has, uh, is, is coming out with allegations of abuse um, that are worse than have been documented in a recent book. So he's, he's I mean, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot on his plate. Uh, the other thing is, um, as I mentioned before, it was the 10th anniversary as we as we taped today. And I got to give it up to him. And I, I know Tanya B is going to say something, but um, it is the 10th anniversary of Al Sharpton's Politics Nation on MSNBC. You know, the only thing I have to say about Reverend Al is mm-hmm. I'm glad he got rid of uh, the Jesus uh, press and curl. So now he just got a snatch back. I'm glad that he let the gray come out, but he still looks like a well-dressed number two pencil. So you know what? Yeah. I don't. All I got to say is, Al, you need to show up when it counts and not just when you're getting a check. Okay? Wow. Okay. 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 All right. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, as we taped today, we've already mentioned it, uh, the 16th anniversary of, of Hurricane Katrina, you know. And um, I remember it well. I mean, it was the thing that... Uh, I mean, it was really the thing that the response was the thing that took Bush out. And I remember um, the um, the photos of Bush, the flyover, you know, when when everything was happening uh, with Katrina and, um, you know, the the five day response. I mean, I I remember just um, watching the news and all these people were spelling out help on the roof. And and I'm asking myself, where the hell are the where are the copters? You know, where 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 the you know where are the military? Where's the military? You know, where where's the national guard? So you know, he got he got what he deserved when it came down to his his uh, uh, his legacy, quite frankly, and and his approval ratings. Plumbing. Boy, don't forget, don't forget about yeah. how in the clouds he was when nine eleven hit. Oh, he yeah. was somewhere trying to read books to kids and Condoleezza Rice, who cannot remove herself from this mess. She was out shoe shopping. <clears throat> yep, I remember very well. So, and, and it's it's I'm not going to say it's funny. Nothing about you know nine eleven was particularly funny, but the look on his face when he was sitting in class with those kids, and the guy came up to him and whispered, and he looked clueless. He looked clueless. Like you know, he remind me of when Jethro was trying to graduate to sixth grade and cipher on the Beverly Hillbillies. That that was kind of what Bush. All he needed was the rope around his waist, the plaid shirt, and the in the blue jeans. He'd have fit right in. Damn. Mm, good point. Good point. Good point. I saw anything else in the news in in the in the in the straight up hardcore news. Did we miss anything? I mean, you know, I, I will say this, and, and congrats to the to the. Uh, Capitol police officer who was exonerated for for shooting um, the insurrectionist, Ashley Babbitt. Uh, you know, kudos to him. You know, because he, you know, if he if he if he had not shot her down for for trying to come through the window, then it would have just created an overflow situation. So he got ugly. Yeah, it would have really got ugly. So kudos to him. He has been exonerated, but he has been through hell. You know, they, they leaked his name early on. Uh, he, he has gotten death threats. Uh, his life will never be the same. 
So, um, but, but kudos to him uh, for being exonerated, uh, full investigation, and they found that he did no wrong. So, so good, good for him, good for him. All right, y'all, you know what time it is now, you know, because we're going to go ahead and do this. We're doing it nonstop. So it's that time, y'all. Now then, children, it's time for tea. It's tea time, y'all. Sipping the tea with Tanya B. Welcome back, Tanya B, from your birthday celebration. Where were you? uh, Uh, Where wasn't I is the question. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Yes, yes, y'all. Okay. I got, I don't know where to start. Okay, (laughs) let me start with... um, I guess something I, I, I will. I'll build up. Let's start with with the real news, and that is, as you may know, the film Respect bombed at the box office. It only made fifteen million, but it cost fifty five million to make it. Yeah. And you know, as they should have done, they were holding out, thinking people will go to the movies. Number one, people are not going to the movies. Number two, Aretha Franklin's core audience is afraid to go to the movies. So now, as of Friday, the movie's now on demand, and that's what I think should have been done initially. Now I think it'll start to turn a profit. Good deal. You know, uh, okay. you know, I got to talk about one thing. I know this wasn't on my menu, but I just got to talk about this. Now, you know, and we got to, you know, also, why is the United States always like, we got to save Afghanistan. We got to save Haiti. We got to right. save this. We have enough ish going on here right now. We need to save ourselves. Yep. And with that said, I'll say this. Back in 2010, I think that the, the gods, they must have made a deal with, with uh, Joe Kennedy Sr. The gods have not been kind to the country of Haiti. They've had so many corrupt leaders i can't even name them all recently you know the president was killed mm-hmm. uh and they had the uh hurricane no earthquake back in 2010 and then you know homeboy Wycliffe was supposed to do all this that and the third and got all these millions of dollars which he allegedly used as his own personal atm the country never recovered then we fast forward again here we are now again another earthquake and a hurricane so guess who decides they're gonna do a benefit <laughs> concert for Haiti next weekend. Uh-oh. Broke down father of 12 living in a rented two-bedroom, renting out one bedroom because he can't pay his manager who lives there rent-free is future. What? Now, would you trust him? Would you nope. trust him? <laughs> nope. That it's came out of nowhere. You know it is going to be a cluster uck on September 3rd. He, well, he's going to headline headline a concert. You can't even pay your bills. <laughs> So where is he doing the concert? In Miami, COVID hotspot. Wow. Gonna kill some more people. Damn. Hmm. Didn't know that. Now is that that is uh, you talk about dumb donkey? Who's on the Who's on the bill? Future and friends. So who <laughs> probably uh, Trina, Trick uh, Daddy, anybody who's local. Just like when they have all like they had the Vax. Uh, weekend concert here in Atlanta and they had every single local rapper except CeeLo and Outkast up there. Pastor Troy, if you have a barnyard dance, Pastor Troy is going to show up. They even had 8-Ball <laughs> and MJG. Wait, they even had DJ, what was it, Unk? And I mean, oh, every, I think every, <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> it was like a base model talent show. Uh, that's so cool. not, oh, exactly. Not, not got to tell y'all something. And, and I, this might be within our, our demo because I think everybody, even these young children that don't know anything, they know about the legacy somewhat of NWA, you know, Easy E, Dr. Dre, and whatnot. And they had a DJ named DJ Yella. Mm-hmm. And um, Yella, uh, he recently opened up in an interview. He said the day Easy E died, 
that the spirit of Easy E visited him and just told him some things. But here's the gag about him. Now they all Dre went on to do what he did, and you know, and it's a shame the other guy. What's his name? Anyway, so Yella went behind the camera, and do you know for 15 years he directed over 300 porno films? Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. over yeah, 300. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 300, yeah. And he said it wasn't the sex. He said it was just women. You know, he wasn't into drugs. He wasn't into alcohol. It was just he loved women. But it was all about business. He wasn't trying to, you know, uh, you know, d- uh, double dip. Mm-hmm. And he said it, it was just business. He knew it was quick money. He made millions of dollars. He said at one time he had 50 cars. Wow. And then he calls himself a self-described sinner. And here is why. He said he went through all that money, all the cars. And he said from 2010 to the end of 2012, he calls himself homeless because he was sleeping on his sister's couch. <laughs> Shout out to his sister who let him come there. Yeah. But um, yeah, he hmm. said that, um, you know, just not handling his money correctly put him in a really bad situation. And uh, he said that, you know, in May of 2012, God came and got him and he got baptized and now he's in church twice a week and he's actually a deacon in the church and he's got a, a book out. It's called Straight Out of Compton, My Untold Story. So I'm like, that should be a movie. Wow, that's deep. Mm. Yeah, because yeah. Yellow is Yellow is the big part of the group. I mean... Yeah, mm-hmm. D- uh, yeah DJ Yellow. I mean, he was almost like, you remember Terminator X yes. from Public Enemy. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, just certain you know groups had like DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. People mm-hmm. knew you know, certain DJs of certain groups. So yeah. Yella has just kind of, you know. Eric B and Rakim. <laughs> exactly. You know, right. So Yella did his thing, but I mean, three, I mean, well, uh, 300 porn movies. Damn. He went, <laughs> wow. Anyway. The, anyway. Mm-hmm. Wow. Anyway. Okay. So yeah, exactly. So that was that. Um, I also want to talk about some people like will give me shade, but I, I'm doing this to educate people. Now, what has come to, uh, into, my space is that not the online thing, but into, you know, in my mailbox, I should say, is, you know, some people from the uh, Prince camp are talking and I don't know whether they're mad, if they're salty, if they want to educate people. But let me tell you this. Now, did you ever wonder how Prince had ended up addicted to drugs? Yes, no, maybe so. Well, I thought it was, uh, well, what I remember was his hip. When Well, here's what, here's what yeah, he, no, yeah, exactly it was. Yeah. But what happened was he was preparing for, uh, I guess, Purple Rain. Yeah. And you know that scene in When Doves Cry when he's in the tub? Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of left over from Purple Rain. He was filming. He was in this tub. It was 10 feet off the ground. And you know, when a cast iron tub falls, it falls hard. Wow. And he did hurt his hip. So the, the, the tub crashed with him in it, but he got up like he always did. You know, take a licking, keep on ticking. And the next week he hurt his knee, took a licking, keep on ticking. And as time went on, he was given pain meds. And then, you know, they just escalated to these really hard drugs. And allegedly, I hear at one point he was in so much pain that he actually dabbled in ecstasy. Wow. He know he didn't believe in doctors because of he, him being a Jehovah's Witness, and he was just self medicating. But here's what a lot of people don't know: and they you know, back then you could still keep this quiet. Back in 1994, Prince went to rehab. Hmm. Wow. Didn't know but that. he didn't stay. He walked out. And then again, the pain increased because, you know, he worked hard. He was very physical in his performance, you know, wore heels. And I'm sure, you know, when you're on a stage and you don't have the right support in any shoe, you can, yeah. be, you can be flat foot in church. But, you know, it will, uh, you know, it'll actually, 
really mess with, you know, your your feet, your knees, you know, the, the, everything. Yeah, from, jumping off of speakers and stuff. Oh, with them right, right. Right. And you know what? I mean, I, yep. Right. Actually, you know what, Tony you know, B? A lot of K-Dub? these venues and places like that, they yeah. have a cement base in the floor. Yeah. The worst right. thing you can do is jump onto any surface that has cement underneath. Oh. And so, yeah, and that's how he, you know, just went into this abyss of drug abuse but he always talked about being healthy and you know no you know no drugs no i guess unless they're prescription and i understand that's one of the reasons why he broke up with vanity because you know she had a, a long-term uh, drug addiction oh yeah she yep. was pretty bad um, very mm-hmm. bad mm. and um, you know when prince died think about this when did you ever weigh 107 pounds i'd say maybe me oh, back in God. the 80s or 90s but when prince died he only weighed 107 pounds yeah, yeah. he was looking bad to do a, a couple years prior to that i would see him on yeah, stuff remember the pacey the, the, yeah. remember all the pasty heavy makeup when he started mm-hmm. to go out the afro yep. again he almost yep. looked like like yes. he was about to go get back in a casket mm-hmm. so yeah, I share this with people just to let you know you never know what people are going through and you know the more money you have the easier it is for people to enable you and get you drugs and uh, you know it's a shame that that happened and you know who knows what might have been had he completed you know the stint in rehab yeah so true wow but I always always wondered really and truly um, with the heels uh, because I'd heard about the injury right and I yes. always wondered why he didn't relinquish the heels because because it was damn fun. dude I'm yes. like I'm like dude you sixty <laughs> you know, I well, know I, I was he I mean I mean not sixty you but you're heading, you think about you know you in the direction until, of sixty well, up until James you know. Brown always wore a little heel but his weren't so pronounced and he covered them up yeah but yeah. James you know but yeah with Prince the thing is like he wore the heels I'm sure they were probably custom made but um. For those of you who don't know, I uh, had a career prior to this as a dance instructor. There's a certain amount of, you know, depending on how your arch is. Yes, I, I, not a pole dance. I mean, like, <laughs> you know, okay, you, okay. I did not say that. Don't you didn't have to? Don't do it. Um, and, and so you know, you have to have a certain amount of padding in your shoes to yeah. do that. And a lot of artists, as they get older, if they don't wear compression socks, they yeah. come off stage. And KW may know this as well or experience it. You know, when your legs are swollen up, you know, again yeah. and again, yeah, and you're on these surfaces. That's why you see, you know, when dancers practice a certain type of floor, it's called a Murphy. And if you don't have a Murphy floor and you're dancing on top of uh, concrete. Yeah. You might as well just take a hammer and bang your legs up from the top of your toes up to the top of your hips because it it, it deteriorates. It really and, does. And dancing around with a guitar all them years, I, the older you get, the heavier they, they get to you. Just, but, and but, it can be the yeah, right. And imagine, Kate, like you said, back, you know, when you go see some of these groups back in the day, they, you know, they'd be jumping and spinning and cartwheeling and earning, you know, and splitting and getting back up. And you can't do that. You notice James no. Brown gave up the look. He was doing a one legged split in the 70s. So imagine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big time. I'll be, be wanting to sit down a lot now. I mean, where's stool at before we do <laughs> Yeah, A lot of guys do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all those years of being being on the road and being on those stages, it was you know it was really just yes, damaging the right. body. And long term, this is what happens. Yeah. And remember, Prince Walk with a cane before that. We thought he was trying to be cool, but you know he was in pain. 
Yeah, so true. So true. Wow. Mm. Okay. And lastly, I mean, I'm going to give this a little something, something, because for other people, not for me, because I could give a rat's tail about Kanye. I'm sorry, Don, that's not here. The yoke came back up. But like I said, this is the biggest. Well, I, I got to give him credit. One of the greatest stunts in entertainment history. You make more money not putting out an album than when you put the album out, number one. Number two, you put the album out, then you go back and change it and put it back out again. You have listening events, you know, three in Atlanta, one in Chicago. And then, you know, he got into it with Drake, who, by the way, has coronavirus. And he put Drake's home address up on the Internet. Then Drake fans went to oh Kanye's God. house in Chicago. And, you know, they put up signs like F you and, you know, we're throwing eggs and whatnot. And then Kanye took the baby song "Na Na Na" down off of streaming platforms, but then he goes and puts Jay Z off the album because I'm sure Jay Z just did it because he bothered the crap out of him. Yeah, yeah. But then he puts the baby back on the album in place of Jay Z, and then he blames the baby's people for the album being delayed because uh, something about you know clearing the sample or clearing his voice or something or other. So it's always somebody else. Then he's got Kim. You know, they have the, the mock wedding again. I think, well, you know, we know she's a publicity flatbacker. But um, <laughs> on top of that, now he's saying they're back together working on their relationship. People said, ah, not so fast. But lest we not forget. And I said this months ago about Kim and Van Jones. So I'm sure Van Jones probably mad because if that is the case, she clowned him in the biggest way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I'm looking at Twitter and um you know, I always look at Twitter trending and see what people are saying. And, you know, the, the reviews aren't all that great from what I'm seeing on on Twitter. Uh, you know, some folks are saying he needs to give it up. Uh, you know, of course, you're going to have, you know, base of fans who will say it's the greatest album ever. Uh, but a lot of folks uh, who, who were waiting, who were dedicated fans, they, you know, they say it'll go down as, as his worst. So, um, you know, we'll see. I mean, I'm, I, I just, you know, I'm just not feeling it like that to even spend that much time with a 27, 28 cut album. I'm just not there. I'm just, you know, I, I just, yeah. So, good, you Unless know. you can give me Kanye 2006. Yeah. yeah. I'm not interested. I'm not interested. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, K-Dub. Go for no, it. I was just going to say he need to lay off the, uh, the one drugs and go get some uh, medical, some doctor's drugs or something. No, he, 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 has, he won't take them. He said that they oh, stuck boy. creativity. Oh, That's the problem. He, won't, he is, he's off the rails, okay? Wow. Well, you know, for me, though, it's, it's how can you say it, man? It is, um, and say I, it. I know say you've, it. I know you've had over the years, everybody's had dedicated fans, just like Prince fans, you know? A Prince fan is nothing like, like no other. You know, they're dedicated and, and loyal. Um, but but it's just like with Kanye being loyal to, I mean, I, I just don't think Prince and some of the really great artists would take their fans through the kind of shit that Kanye t- takes his fans through. I mean, I, I just don't remember the fan that the, the ones I was like loyal and dedicated to. I don't, I just don't remember them taking me through this kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I, you know, if I'm a Prince fan, I mean, do you remember Tanya B? Some of the artists that you never, were crazy never, about? Never. I mean, I, you'd be they loyal put it to. Out, I just like Beyonce yeah. with Lemonade. Get yeah. the internet, put it out, kept moving. Then she came back with the other, even when she the, was a Black Parade, yeah. put it out and it kept on moving. There was no stunting, you know, none of this crap. I mean, Prince, Prince would always do. I mean, I, you know, of course, I grew up a Prince fan, but I just don't, I, I think he always gave his fans more 
than they expected. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We always Indeed. we always got more. I mean, it's just like you get a you get the single and you got the damn B side, and the B side yep. is banging. it's not even on the album it's It's not even on the album you know it's just like they always gave you more and this i you know that's why it's just like i kind (laughs) of let this i I could say so much about this generation but i like vi like vi said i don't want to sound like the old man sitting on the porch i i I just i'm not i I don't (laughs) want to i don't want to sound like that guy they don't listen to the old man on the porch maybe if they sat there and listened to the old man on the porch Uh like this but i just Uh i just don't remember my 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 favorite artist you know dicking me with every release you know i just don't get that Okay. I'll get and he that. think about it. <laughs> I just don't get Barry that. Motown never did that. Stax never did that. The real independent labels and the real independent artists, even some of the, the major labels, that wasn't how you did business because there was a time when a stunt like he's cool yeah. would have mm. backfired big time. It would it could have been career ending if it was say maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago. That's why it's just hard <laughs> for me to I want to get, you know, you, you want, I mean, I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I, I liked, you know, the, some of the Kanye stuff. I mean, I was, what was it? The last one, uh, the one Yeezy. Jesus, yeah. Jesus is King. I mean, pro- probably the, no, the last album I really bought or even listened to in its entirety was Yeezy, <laughs> was Jesus. You know, that was probably the last one that I really listened to. After that, okay. I just, I just kind of left it. And I, and it's funny. Let me, let me tell you this quick story. That I, I I was playing it in in my office once and and you know I didn't realize how much women hated Kanye, so they <laughs> like three or four women would, would walk by my office and say, "Why are you playing that Kanye West shit? <laughs> Turn that off." And I'm like, "Well, yeah." Okay, did you it, it wasn't just it wasn't just one. It's like back to back. They why y'all why you like Kanye? <laughs> you, you were creating a hostile work environment at that time. Turn it off. Didn't realize it. You were creating a hostile work environment. I, I had to turn it off. Why are you playing Kanye? I'm like, cause mm-hmm. uh, we supposed to listen to the music. <laughs> okay. All right, y'all. Well, thank you, Tanya B. Hey, hey, by the way, just a couple of things. Um, gotta say, you know, R. Kelly just does not have a prayer. It's over. <laughs> I just, oh, you know, I tell, no, and, the reason and, why it's over. And the, no, but let I, me let me say this real quick, I'm, okay. and I'll throw it to you. Every it's the court case is becoming the miniseries. The the court every, everything that was in what was the what was the what was it called? Surviving R. Kelly. They're going to do a follow up. Trust me. But but I'm te- but no. But I'm telling you, it, it's hard. It, even reporting on what they said in court, the the transcript is exactly <laughs> like surviving R. Kelly. Everything that was said in that miniseries. Is basically in court, so it's like why even report it? Because if you saw surviving R. Kelly, they saying the exact same thing in court. So he he just it's over. He doesn't have a prayer. I don't see. I I, I would be shocked if he makes it through. I mean, this is this is Trump like if he gets well, out well, of this. Well, don't forget he's got three more. He's got to go to Chicago. He's got to go to. Uh, I think it's Minneapolis or yeah. Milwaukee, and then there may be some charges in Alabama as well. Oh, damn. So he is on the I am on trial tour. And just to give you an idea, you know, these legal fees yeah. that he's, you know, well, uh, apparently he's been, his uh, publishing rights are up for sale. They would normally get about $20 million. Now he's getting offered eight to 10. But the thing is, nobody's biting because yeah. there won't be any value to this catalog until he's dead. Yeah. No, yeah. He won't get anything short term. You're absolutely right. I agree. I agree. 
Also, uh, kudos. I'm, I'm gonna give it up for Bruno Mars, man. Bruno, yes, he, yes. He, he first started his residency in Vegas, like in March, March sixth and seventh. That's when he started the shows, uh, and I guess they put it on hold because of COVID. And he went back and did July and August shows. This dude has generated over fifty million dollars from these shows. So I gotta just give it up strong. Give it up. Good Lord. Uh, you know, the only person that might out, that may outdo Damn. it would be Beyonce when she goes there because she will be the highest paid entertainer with a residency in Las Vegas history, which means more than Cher, yeah. more than Celine Dion, Bruno, uh, Britney Spears, and the rest of those children. So, you know, I yeah. gotta give it up to Bruno because for me, Bruno is trying to, and I give Quincy Jones said, and Quincy Jones says this, you listen, he said, Bruno Mars gets it. And think about it. And any other indie artist or an unknown artist that was trying, that has been, that would try to resurrect what he's really doing, which is just our R&B, like 80s R&B. I wish Kashif were alive. I think Kashif and Bruno Mars would do a hell of a collaboration. Yeah. He's able to do it. Anderson Pac understands it. So, I, you know, they're on the soul train and I get it. But if any, a lot of other artists would not be able to do what he's doing. So I give him five on it. But as Quincy Jones says, he gets it. You know, because you think about it, that R is R and B. It's the R and B that we came up on. It's the R and B that you know, K Dub that you played. It. It's the R and B that Tommy B was mixing in the club, and yep. it's real music. And there's a reason yeah. why they went back to it because it's hot garbage out here now. Yeah, it's, it's trash, garbage. But but I got I got to just say, wow. And, and you know what? Nobody does it like him right now. I don't think there's any. There is no one else. He's an entertainer. You I know, mean, when it comes uh, down, I, I, would, I would hate to come on. Like like somebody said they came on after, after Charlie him. Wilson and it was... <laughs> I, <laughs> I was there. Tina Marie, no, it was Tina Marie that came on and she was like, damn, y'all ain't got no love for me. Charlie this Wilson is- <laughs> wore y'all out. Yes, he did. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, um, what's that dude's name? John. They brought John Legend on after him up in Cincinnati. Oh, no, they didn't. Oh. They said, oh, it was Ghost Town when he came on. That's, that is so wrong. That is all kinds of wrong. I mean, Bruno, no, Bruno I give it. It's snoring. like, remember Donna Summer said she works hard for the money? Oh, yeah. Bruno, he understands when you're paying five or $700 to come and see him, Man. you I'm like, wait, it'd be like a whole you better go bring him back my money. You better work. Man, okay? so Bruno shows. He, I know, but he understands the art of showmanship, like Michael Jackson, like James Brown. Hell, Bruno said he went back and studied Little Richard. Remember when he was on the Grammys oh, yeah. that year, yeah. and he had on the pompadour. That was he. That was when he started to dip it right there. People, some people didn't get it, and they're like, "Well, what is he doing?" Yeah. He's doing what we've been doing for years. So, Tommy B, could you please just give him another yeah, round of applause? I gotta one give him. One more time. One more game. Also, uh, give it up for Candyman. I'm not going to say, don't you say it, Vi. Don't you do it. Huh. Your mic yeah, is Vi, shut off. I, I see don't him. You Turn say your it. mic on, Vi. Turn don't you your say mic that man's on. name. <laughs> speak from, speak is from a, your heart, that's why your mic. That's why your mic ain't working. Because you're going to do you something what, stupid. You, you <laughs> but anyway, that, I, didn't, I didn't do it. He's That's him. He needs to check that mic. Because I'm not going to say that man's name. But anyway. It, it, uh, uh, the movie uh, is number one, <laughs> generating over twenty-two million. So I got to give it up to him. And see the, the difference—the difference between this movie and Respect—is it only cost him twenty-five million in production costs. But isn't this uh, Jordan Peele directed this movie? Yeah, correct? Jordan Peele, uh, and I think they did it. Uh, they do it through uh, Bloomhouse, which you know, Bloomhouse is the big horror, low cost, low budget. Yeah. Uh, production five on it, so five I, I, yeah, I got to give it up to him because 
because he's going to get his money back uh, within the next week. So He'll have his money back by Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. So kudos to Cam... Oh. <laughs> I ain't going to say that man's name. I will not. He's not going to pop up on my computer talking about <laughs> sweets for the sweets. <laughs> That's it. Tommy B, I got to say, I'm with you. I'm now actually looking forward to uh, what is it, the next Spider-Man movie. I hit the trailer. Oh, yeah. Out oh, hell yeah. I and when it. I saw who's in the movie, and I think yeah. I think there's more people of color than I think I may have seen in any Spider-Man movie ever. So I'm actually looking forward to that. Yeah, I yeah. really am. Yeah, Spider-Man. Wait, what, there's another movie. Um, and I'll think of I'll think of it before we wrap up the show, hopefully. But um something um oh, the Matrix. The Matrix. The Matrix is coming out in December. And apparently, uh, Keanu Reeves, um, they, they were having like the Comic-Con, okay? So they, they have not released the trailer to the general public yet, but they played the trailer uh, for the new Matrix movie that's coming out. And I think it was, uh, this is titled, it's titled uh, Matrix Resurrections. And so I'm a huge Matrix fan. You know, a lot of my friends, like when the first Matrix came out, I, I loved it. But they said, yeah, yeah, I, I walked out halfway through it. I'm like, how can you walk out halfway through the Matrix? But anyway, the thing I liked about the Matrix, and you mentioned the diversity in Spider-Man. Come on. Now. I think the Matrix movies have the most diversity of just about any movie in that genre. Remember, remember the one where they had Roy Jones Jr.? <laughs> they, they had. Do you remember? I said actors. actors. No, but, but, I'm, but I'm just saying. What is it? Uh, the the black people that they I, I'm like I mean they they were finding black Harry Lennox, you know what I'm saying? They have so I, I was shocked at how many black people they put in the Matrix movie over the I mean Jada Jada Pinkett Smith. I mean it's just it's just one of the most diverse uh, sequel uh, series in my opinion in the genre. So I'm looking forward to December to see who's going to be in it. Who do you think they're going to put in a K-Dub? Quincy Man, Jones? I'm wondering how you many going to be Jones? I'm like, are they going to be? Are they going to be the janitors or doing dishes or something? Who? Just, no, they, I mean, it's it, it, it amazed me how many black people showed up in the Matrix or has show, have showed up in the Matrix movie. Now, now Lawrence Fishburne's not coming back. So they replaced him with somebody else. But um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited about the Matrix movies coming out and the new Matrix coming out. So so they yeah, I got to see that, that Spider-Man. I like I, I really like them superhero movies. Oh, yeah. So, the Spider-Man is going to yeah. be off the chain. And, and that's mm. that's that is. And as a matter of fact, Tanya B, that trailer broke the record for the most streamed trailer. Um, so let me say that it, it was supposed to be shown here next week when they were having as a drag one of those dram, dragon dragon con, con. yeah dragon well con. you know it's, it's been it leaked uh, it got leaked yeah right but I don't know if they're gonna even have that because the people said okay well we paid five hundred dollars last year you canceled it and now this year again these you know what they need to stay the hell home because they're giving them shade about having to wear a mask inside yeah. well damn it plus there's what? a vaccine mandate in dragon con yeah yeah. Right. Yeah. And the mask. I'm like, you know, if you don't like it, you know, stay home. Yeah. And then also in Atlanta, but I mean, I, and I know it brings a lot of money into Atlanta and I'm getting ready to stop, get off rip, but that's been canceled. So the city's losing that money as well as all the money that came into the city uh, in October for uh pride fest and the AIDS quilt in October. That was the last big event of the year. Well, and, I hear, isn't, isn't there Labor Day weekend? 
Um, no, no, no. It's both. Uh, it's, it's, see, there's, there's, there, there's something happening Labor, Labor Day weekend. No, yeah. There's Black Pride, there's White Pride, there's Everybody Pride, and then there's the AIDS Quilt Pride. Okay. But they said in the interest of, you know, just health and, you know, have wanting to keep people safe, yeah. the, all the in-person events are all going to be postponed. Interesting, interesting. All right, y'all. Appreciate it. And, and you know, just on a quick note, because I know, you know, some of y'all are happy about this. Toys R Us will be officially back next uh next year 2022 amazon so you my toys, toys R us kids <laughs> <laughs> hey but y'all you know what y'all I, I was thinking about this and and this is just brief you know for tommy's corner i'm not gonna spend a whole lot of time but i do want to bring this up and and i hate why not here because um this has significant impact on on where she lives um and, and and I thought about this because I go down to uh, middle Georgia every other week. I'm a caregiver. And, um, you know, I was thinking about like this whole thing with Afghanistan, nation building. And, and, and you know, one of the things, because you're into food, right, Tanya B? I mean, you know, you, you shop a lot, right? And uh, I, I cook a lot. You cook a yeah. lot, but you have to shop. And yeah. yes, one I of do, the yeah. things that is really huge in my opinion, and it has impact beyond just the fact that it, how do you say it? It's an inconvenience for a lot of people who live in these communities is the fact that a lot of these communities, especially black communities are food deserts, you know? So I'm a, I'm a caregiver. So when I physically go into this middle Georgia area, Macon, Georgia, and I go to this street, a street called Pionona Avenue. Okay. And I worked there for like 16 years in the area, right? So they closed this massive Kroger. It was like the Super Kroger, right, in this area. And a lot of black, lower-income people who have limited options for transportation, it's been about three or four years, and they still have not put a grocery store in that area. So it's amazing to me that when we talk about nation building, we talk about fixing these nations and like Afghanistan, and y'all can't even put a grocery store <laughs> in, in most of these, in most of, I mean, look. Right, mm-hmm. they, they mm-hmm. neighbor, neighbor building, and that happens in a lot of cities. I mean, there are food deserts over here in Atlanta. Oh yeah, look, look, you know what? See, you know, in Philadelphia, they're everywhere. It's crazy. It, it, and, and you know what? You mentioned Atlanta. Do you know that there are 35 food deserts within the perimeter of Atlanta? 35. Go out Bankhead Highway. You there the only thing you have there is a bodega. You have some little place I never heard of before where things are marked up to the high holy Yes. And you know, there's a there's a truck stop, not even a QT. Or again, over there off a major artery, but I'm going to tell you something. You know what's going to change the food desert over there? What's that? In the 30318 is when Microsoft and Google open up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pushing the people out now. Oh, then they're going to run up in there like crazy. Go ahead. The only people that are not getting pushed out are people that live in or <laughs> living or near something that T.I. and Killer Mike own. They try to buy up as much as they could, but there are people that have been there forever. Because, you know, at one point, that's where you know, the black elite lived. If you were, mm-hmm. you know, a school teacher, you know, that kind of profession, if you were a nurse or a black doctor, you lived over in the 30318. Yep. And now to drive, oh my goodness, you drive down, um, even, even over and over into Cascade. Oh yeah. It's, but you know what? Let uh, me tell you this. Cause, uh, Harold Michael Harvey lives in the SWATs. 
And at one point before they built the Publix and they built uh, that area right off 285 at Cascade, there was that was a massive food desert. Yeah, they have a Kroger over there, and now Kroger. they have a Walmart. Yep, but other Walmart, than that, you, you, I mean, if you're not near there, like yeah. you said, right on Exit Seven, it is actually Cascade Road. Aside from there, you got you got to go a ways. Yeah. You know? So but I bring, you know, I bring, they, yeah, I bring Kentucky all that. Fried Chicken yeah, in every yeah. fast food oh, restaurant. Absolutely, the man is over there. Absolutely, the day, the day Rabs ain't set up shop everywhere down here. Yet. <laughs> Damn, Damn. They're all over Dayton. <laughs> A-Rab grocery stores all up and down the place. <laughs> no, nah, he did. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just curious. You know? <laughs> well, well, you know what? Here's the deal. When you get a lot of those small grocery stores, it's a situation where you get some of the fruit and some of the vegetables. It's just not fresh. And that's the problem. Right. And and and, yeah. and the problem is, and, and 19% of the state of Georgia, we live in, you know, we live in Georgia. So my, my, my point, my relevance, my, my, my point of relevance is, is the fact that 19% of, of Georgia's rev, uh, population lives in a, in a food desert. So, so it's like, we, 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 we talk about nation building. We talk about all these challenges within these other countries, but we don't even have grocery stores um, that are actually serving a lot of these communities. And the problem with that is when, when you've got COVID-19, you've got a situation where people aren't, they're not eating healthy, you know? So they're, 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 they're much more susceptible to disease because they're not eating healthy, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're eating a bunch of processed and, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to try to be Michelle, Bum- I'm far from being Michelle Obama on y'all, you know, cause I, I am not Trader Joe's. <laughs> I ain't all about because, you know, but just the basic stuff, you know what I'm saying? So it was just crazy to me that, you know, in a lot of these areas, especially like Atlanta, uh, you know, I was in, in, in Wyo's area, Macon, Georgia, and over 30 percent of those areas, there, there are some areas where 30 percent of the population is living in a food desert. That's crazy. So you, you, can't, else is crazy? you can't fight what off a pandemic. Look at all the farms we have in Georgia. Yes. What is all this produce that is generated? And I don't mean just peaches either. Yeah. In Georgia, where does it go? It yeah. doesn't go to the people who need it the most. Yeah. And, and you know, I'm not jumping on, you know, vote for, uh, vote, vote, vote for whatever you want to call it, the... Uh, uh, the bill, the infrastructure, and I'm not, I'm not jumping on that bandwagon, but it's just amazing to me that we talk about all this nation building and we can't even put a grocery store next to grandma, you know, next to big mama's, close to big mama's house within, you know, within a range where that that's that's comfortable for her or, you know, in a situation where it's convenient for her. There, we don't have the conveniences in a lot of these communities, and and it's ridiculous, and and it and it's crazy because a lot of the politicians who who are actually serving these areas just they, it's amazing to me that they haven't. I mean, I'm telling you, in the SWATs, it was a big deal. I got to give it. Let me give it up right now to the folks over in the SWATs because I remember when it went down, when those when you got because you know the people who live off Cascade, uh, to Tanya B. I mean, there's some huge names, you know, you, that's where, you know, the Maynard Jacksons and the Hank Aaron's, the, the Barbara Kings, the yeah, Barbara the Kings. And, they right, weren't those they, folks. Yep. They stood up and said, look, Publix, look, Kroger, you know, we're not going to live over in this community isolated while you build everything out in Sandy Springs uh, or, you know, you know north of us, you know, and that's the same thing that's yeah. happening. I, honestly, it's the same thing that's happening in Columbus by it's the same thing that's happening 
in if you're in Albany, Ohio, in yeah. Ohio, yeah. in Dublin, it's yeah. it's you know they build north and expect you to drive north, but your communities. And then the excuse is, well, you know, if we build it here, look at the crime, look at the, you know that that's crazy. Oh, they claim yeah, they claim shrinkage. You remember on shrinkage. MLK yeah. where the shrinkage. super Walmart is now? I heard that used to be a Publix, and they closed it because of all the shrinkage, aka that's all it. the shoplifting of food. Yeah. You know? And I, even over there, I heard until that came there, there was nothing over there for about three or four years or more. I don't know. But it's crazy. Uh, it's crazy, especially yeah. in a pandemic. I noticed it more because of the pandemic. I'm like, wow, wow. All right, y'all, you can give us call, give us, uh, you know, give us call feedback. 413-556-9546. Love your thoughts. Thanks to the panel, Tanya B. Thank you so much, Tanya B. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Vi and Bo, I think, I think, I think Bo chewed up your mic cable, Vi. You can't hear me. Yeah, now I got you. But, but I think Bo been chewing on that mic cable, dog. I think that's what's up. Uh, what's K Dub? Thank you so much, sir. Thank you so much. Yes, I can't, I can't wait to hear that Donda. That Donda. Um, yeah, we'll get into it. <laughs> Try to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so don't forget follow us on Facebook at the G Podcast. Uh, just look up the G Podcast on Facebook. Uh, on Instagram, this is the G Podcast. On Twitter, mm -hmm. the G Podcast One. And, and we are coming back, y'all, uh, in a different way on November fourteenth at uh, the African American Panoramic Experience, which is known as the Apex. Apex uh, for Apex Sunday Two. That's on November fourteenth. Details coming soon. Please follow us. For all the details, make sure you stay on top of it. It's going to be nice. It's going to be fun. Any final thoughts? I'll start with you, Vi, since, you know, since, uh, you know, you're the dog whisperer. Don't, any final thoughts? Before, you know, don't do, don't do what we normally do, but any final thoughts before uh, you? Hey, people just uh, take the COVID serious, people. People, um, it's no joke. Yeah. Take it serious. Okay. Any final thoughts, K-Dub? Oh, man, uh, uh, Prayers for the people in New Orleans because I had a real good lifelong friend that was there during the last one and lost everything. Yeah, yeah, definitely prayers to New Orleans. Mm -hmm. Looks like six hundred thousand are without power as we speak. So mm -hmm. um, hang in there, mm -hmm. hang in there, New Orleans. Tanya B, any final thoughts? Same thing. COVID is real. Delta variant is real. As Robin Harris used to say, "Keep your eyes on your luggage," <laughs> and. Uh, Again, prayers up to people in New Orleans. You know, the people in Tennessee are still recovering from what they had last week. Mm. Then we had the people that had that other hurricane that came up the East Coast, was it two weeks ago? So just this is hurricane season, y'all. But yeah. just understand, all of this is a result of global warming. And I always say people laughed at Al Gore back in the 90s when he talked about global warming. And now all this stuff has come true. Yeah, so true. So true. Mm -hmm. Oh, and please listen to, listen to the bird wire if you don't mind. Definitely. Please listen to the bird wire. <laughs> tell, tell a friend. That's it. That's yeah. it. All right, Vi, give us the benediction, man. What you got? But I guess there is nothing, absolutely nothing, that is more important than learning to love. For example, the Bible teaches us that faith works by love. Without love, your giving will not work. Tongues and prophecy will not work. Faith falls and knowledge is unfruitful. All the truth that you have learned from God works by love. It will profit you nothing unless you live the love of God. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13. Three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Love, people. That's all you need and you got to have in your life, people. 
Amen. All, all Amen. you need is what the Beatles say, by All you need is what? Love. Love Amen. is all you need. Love. All you need is love. Look at him. Sing. <laughs> all he needed was a dog, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that looks like a poodle pony. What kind of is. dog is that? Where's the dog? I know. Call Bobo. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> All right, uh, y'all. Is that a cock? What, what, what is that? A cock? I'm a telling terrier, you. Some kind of terrier. We're going to have to come up on camera again <laughs> for the folks. All right, y'all. Them dogs. <laughs> With that, episode 95 <laughs> is in the can. And we're out of here, y'all. Peace. We're out of here, people. Hold on, Lou. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. Yes. You know, don't make it complicated. Please go get it vaccinated. Don't don't knock on my door unless you have. You've been listening to the G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. The G Podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.